What is up, you beautiful human? Hello, and welcome back to the Raw, Real, and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. I recorded this podcast episode for you today after having just gotten back from Austin, Texas. And this was my second trip to America this year. This was my third time supporting the workshops of Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos this year. I have done so much travel this year. I have moved countries. I have packed up a home. I have done so much this year. And as a part of my personal mission in this world, you know that I love to activate women to live fearlessly and expressively and courageously. I love to support women to reveal the truth of who they are so that you can feel lit the fuck up and turn the fuck on by your life, committed to your unique life path of aliveness and alignment. And I've started to every Wednesday do a Q&A on my social media. And I tried to title it something sexy. In fact, when I was on the way home from Lomboggan Island with my girlfriend, Lucy, we were in the back of our Gojek Googling sexy words that start with Q and A, and we couldn't find anything. So I brought it to my Instagram community and I asked you all what I should title the Q&A. And you all know how much I hate questions that can be Googled in less than 10 seconds to find the answer. (laughs) So whenever someone asks me something like that, I'm just like, fucking Google it. Don't be lazy. And so someone suggested to me that I title it better than Google. And so that is what I do every single Wednesday. And today's question came through my better than Google Q&A. And it is about how to uncover your life's purpose and or your dream career when you have no idea what it is. And the reason that I knew that I had to speak about this is not only did I get asked this in my Q&A, but it has been reflected back to me so many times recently, women saying that they're so unfulfilled by the life that they're living, that they're sitting there essentially scrolling job websites, trying to figure out what is for them, not knowing what to do, but just knowing that the place that they go to every Monday to Friday isn't it. And yet there's such an intense attachment to the security, the paycheck that comes in every Friday, every second Friday, every month. And there's also a lot of fear of judgment that may come from the external world and specifically family members if they were to walk a path less traveled. And so today, I guess you could call this a little bit of tough love (laughs) from yours truly, but I really speak about the resilience that is required to carve out a path for the self that society hasn't mapped out for us. I really just want to put in the space, I don't have a two plus two equals four formula for you, but I do have life experience that I have been navigating myself personally from the age of 21 that I can share with you. I have worked with a lot of incredible high-level mentors, some of who I believe are the best philanthropists in the world. And I do not believe that a big life comes easy. And it requires an incredible amount of self-trust, an incredible amount of determination, an incredible amount of discipline, an incredible relationship with healthy productivity. And it requires you to be willing to navigate intense and deep shadow work because that is what this life path of paving out your dream career actually is. It is a path of meeting all parts of the self because you're really going to discover who you become in this journey. And for any woman that wants to leave her career today and find your dream life purpose next week, this episode probably isn't for you because I'm going to shine a light on the truth of what it takes to 
create this kind of life for yourself. I'm only just getting fucking started and I'm 35 and I've been attempting to get started from age 21. So that's 14 years and I'm just getting fucking started now. So I'm curious for you, are you willing to put in 14 years just to get just fucking started? And if not, maybe the unfulfilling but certain J-O-B is the path for you. Bit of tough love for you today. I hope you love it. If you do, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can connect with you. I cannot wait to hear what penny drops you receive from this episode. Strap yourself in. This is one hell of an episode. Let's fucking go. I am sitting in my hotel room in Bali after having just gotten back from Austin, Texas, and I move into my new villa at lunchtime today, which I am looking forward to because hotel living and villa living in Bali is very different. It takes it from a holiday experience to I live in Bali. And I'm really looking forward to moving into my villa. I love the location of it because it is literally one straight road from my gym and I've just hired a new scooter and straight roads and no intersections in Bali are just the thing because I don't know if any of you have ever ridden a scooter in Bali. For the first seven months, even though I did lessons, I rode my scooter over on Lomboggan Island because there's hardly anyone on the island. So it was super easy. I'm not actually worried about riding on the roads. What I'm worried about is everyone else riding on the roads. And sometimes Bali roads can get so packed and there's no rules. So I got to an intersection yesterday and I thought if you're going straight, you just have right of way and you keep going straight. But no, from the left, right, the back of right of you, the back left of you, the forward right of you, the forward left of you, everyone's intersecting at the same time and it's whoever has the balls to go first has the right away and it's like (laughs) super fucking intimidating so that's why I have up until now not got my own scooter one of the women at dinner last night was like I learned to ride a scooter from YouTube I was like this is the fucking problem so yeah I've got my scooter it's rose gold it's beautiful I'm wearing my helmet and just going so But today's episode is actually an answer to a question that I have received frequently on my social media. I received it in my question box in my Better Than Google Q&A last week, and I also received it from a past client last night, and I'm going to read both their questions for you. Question one says, how do I work towards my purpose or my dream career when I have absolutely no idea what it is? And this is the follow-up question. Hey, Beck, I'm still very lost. How does one find a new calling and generate mortgage money at the same time? So I really desire to go into this because I know women who are attracted to my work can feel the passion and the purpose and the lifestyle that has been attached to being able to create this for myself. And I feel that you all know that you're here for something really important that exists within you. And there could be a confusion around what that is. It can be such a frustrating experience, actually, to know that you're here for something other than what it is that you're currently doing, but not know what that thing is. And just to give you some context for relatability, I used to scroll Seek. That is a job website in Australia for anyone that's not Australian. And I would be on there for hours scrolling through different job roles thinking, fucking none of this is for me. And then I would also look at the salary attached to it and be like, oh my God, I'm not selling my soul for fucking that amount of money, like 40, 50, 55 hours a week just to take that home at the end of the day. 
And I would often feel this sense of, I don't want to call it hopelessness or despair, but more like intense frustration of knowing that I felt powerful and I could feel a lot of potential within me. I never felt like, oh my God, I'm a useless fuck that has nothing that I can actually do in this world. I was like, I feel all of this intense purpose and desire and just fire within me. But I was like, what is this fire for? I don't know what this fire is for. And that felt really frustrating. But for you, before we even dive into this conversation, because I'm going to ask questions and I'm also going to teach off lived experience as well. My question for you, number one, is what have you tried? For the women who have asked this question, who are like, I desire to do something, I don't know what it is. I'm unfulfilled in my nine to five, and I'm not here to wrong the nine to five. I really want to put that into the space. I think the nine to five is so fucking great for the woman that does it, the man that does it. It's like, this career lights me on fucking fire. This is my soul's purpose. And I have lots of clients who have that. And I have lots of clients who have the polar opposite experience of that, who have the nine to five, who find it comfortable. It pays their mortgage. It's their skill set. They did it when they went to college. That's their degree. And now they feel trapped because that's their guaranteed fortnightly pay. And they don't know how to leave because they know it's not fulfilling them. But if they were to leave, they have no fucking idea what to do. When you're that woman, I feel that's a clear indicator that that life path will not fulfill you if you stay walking it. But for the person that's like, I love my job. I love my boss. I love what I do. I am so on purpose. The nine to five fulfills you. So fuck yes to that. We're not here to wrong the job. Not everyone is built for entrepreneurship. Not everyone is built for the uncertainty that's attached to working for yourself. Not everyone has the internal motivation, the internal discipline, the internal dedication the internal resilience to apply themselves long-term to working for the self. Not everyone is made for that. Some people think they are, but you're really fucking not. Some people aren't made for the responsibility attached to that. So I want to put that in the space too. Big life comes with big responsibility. In the coaching world, everyone talks about how much money they make a fucking month. It drives me insane. You really lose perspective of what is important when we're focused on how much money did you make this past month? I actually found it when I got to America. I don't actually hang around with a lot of coaches because I find coaches can have the biggest egos ever and I just find some of their conversations the weirdest when we all sit down and people are like, how much are you doing in your business per month now? That's the fucking oddest question. Like, bro, ask me how the fuck I am, not what my business is doing. As if I would sit down with a group of normal friends on a Saturday having a cocktail and be like, so what's your salary per week now? Yeah. And per month, you just don't ask people those questions. I feel like coaches really lose fucking perspective of normal life. That's why a lot of my girlfriends just are not coaches and are just normal human beings that talk about fucking and orgasms and having fun and just dancing. And I was in America and someone said to me, oh, you're in Bali. Do you hang out in Ubud? And I'm like, no, you spiritual fuck. I hang around with the normal people. They're like, oh, you're in Bali. Do you go to ecstatic dance? I'm like, no, you spiritual fuck. Ecstatic dance music is boring as fucking batshit. I go to the nightclub called The Vault and it's underground and I dance my ass off until 6 a.m. in the morning. I never want to leave. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Isn't that a form of ecstatic dance? I never thought that you could do that in a space like that. I'm like, Why not? It's way better music. I'd rather dance the fucking Spice Girls, Kanye and Justin Bieber than some fucking hippie bullshit. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, oh my God, coaches and spiritual people, do my head in. Just leave me with the normal humans. All I care about is dancing, living my best life and orgasms. And that's what normal friends are like. They don't care about what my monthly income is and they don't ask about it. And I quite enjoy engaging with normal people in society. Anyway, totally went on an absolute rant then, but I want to full circle this with something that Preston said on a mastermind to all of us coaches. He said to us, who here wants to make a million dollars? Everyone in the coaching industry wants a seven-figure business. So we all had our hands up. Me, 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 me. I want a seven-figure business. And then he was like, great, let me tell you the responsibilities that I had when I had a $150,000 business. And he shared with us what his responsibilities were and what his life looked like. And then he was like, and now let me share the responsibilities that I had and what life looked like when I had a $300,000 business. And he shared that. And then he did the same for $600,000 and then a $1.2 million business. And as his income was going up, so were his responsibilities. Now, as he was describing the responsibilities that he had, on the masterclass, obviously we're on a Zoom call, I can see everyone's hands start to go down and people started to realize, wow, I think that I want the seven-figure business, but the responsibilities that are attached to that, I've not actually considered and I don't fucking want that. So one thing that I want to put in the space is A, not everyone is made for entrepreneurship and number two, not everyone is ready for the responsibility that is attached to entrepreneurship. For example, when I started my coaching business, I had a active wear prior to this one three and a half years ago. I had literally no fucking responsibilities because I was dead broke. So I was like, from survival, I will make this bitch fly from fucking nothing. I used Zoom, Microsoft Word, PDF, Outlook, so email, and Instagram. All of those apps cost fuck all, like 17 bucks a month, if that. Now I have staff, I have a head coach, I have an operations manager, I have a podcast team. I'm like, whoa, my monthly expenses are actually stretchy and edgy for me. And that feels like responsibility. My monthly expenses are now what some coaches would love to make in their business in one year. That has been challenging for me to navigate and be with and stretch my nervous system to be able to hold. And what I want to put in the space is not everyone is designed for that. So you really get to get super curious if entrepreneurship is something that you want, why it is that you want that. And maybe when you say dream career, you're not talking about entrepreneurship and that's okay too. So for the women that are asking this question about life purpose, life career, and not knowing what it is, my first question for you is, what is it that you have tried? Because when people ask me this question, and this could be assumption on my behalf, but there's a little bit of judgment from me that you have not put the reps in to actually see what you like, what you've tried, you've not put in time, energy, and effort, and you just want your dream career to fucking show up tomorrow. Someone wrote, I want the career and I want to be able to pay the mortgage at the same time. There's just so many aspects of this that I can touch on. But before I go into that, it reminds me of someone really close to me last week said, I'm going to a nutritionist. And I was like, amazing. She's like, I really want to lose weight. I said, awesome. And then she called me and she goes, I'm actually going to ask the doctor to prescribe me Duramine. This woman is a normal weighted woman that maybe wants to lose seven kilograms. She's not overweight. She's not obese. There is absolutely no reason why she should be prescribed a pharmaceutical weight loss drug that is prescribed for obese people to support them in their weight loss journey. Like absolutely no way. And you know how passionate I feel about weight loss and women creating a healthy relationship with their body and not totally fucking themselves or their metabolism through using heavy pharmaceuticals that I was like, 
why the fuck would you ask your doctor to prescribe you Duramine? And she said to me, well, I just want to lose weight faster. And I was like, okay, but you're a normal weighted woman. Like you want to lose less than 10 kilos. You don't have 30 kilos to lose. Why Duramine? She was like, oh, I just want to do it quick. Okay, interesting. And I said to her, all right, well, there is a likelihood that you could entirely fuck your metabolism and make your weight loss journey really hard and challenging in the long run if you were to go and get prescribed Duramine today. And I said to her, just out of curiosity, what is it that you've tried when it comes to your weight loss journey? And she goes, oh, not really anything. I'm like, you just want to fast track when you haven't done fucking nothing? Weight loss, entrepreneurship, your dream career, it's not just going to show up fucking tomorrow. Another question that I want to put in the space is, what is your ETA? What is your estimated time of arrival? Have you put a time cap on yourself of... I hate my job. I want to leave it tomorrow, which means my dream career needs to show up by Monday or it needs to show up by the end of the year. It needs to show up by Christmas. It needs to show up within two years. How fucking bad do you want it? And how willing are you to go through, walk through, fucking grind yourself through the trenches to create the life that you say that you're here for? Some of us want short-term fixes. And if you want your dream career to show up and you want a Band-Aid, it's kind of like everything that I've shared this year between leaving Perth, leaving Jake, jumping to Bali, getting to Bali and being like, fuck, I need goodness to hit and land to make sure that I know that I'm okay. But between making a huge decision of leaving behind what isn't serving me, there is the middle, there is the time that you just have to be with yourself, the hard, the muck, the mud, the shit, the not knowing what the fuck you're doing with your life, your parents, your family, people asking you what the fuck you're doing with your life, not knowing what you're going to do income-wise, not knowing how you're going to pay your mortgage. Like There is going to be challenge. So many of you want certainty. How do I create my dream career that I don't even know what it is but also pay my mortgage at the same time. How willing are you to walk through the fire? Because if you want an answer tomorrow, you are totally fucking yourself. I'm going to read the questions for you so you can sit and journal on them. And then I'm going to go into each one. Question one is, what have you tried? Question two is, what do you love? Question three is, how committed are you? What are you willing to go through to create this life for yourself? Question four is, do you have a vision for what it looks like, and more importantly, how it feels. Question number five is what is your ETA? What is your estimated time of arrival? Have you said to yourself, I need it to be here by X date? And is that date fucking you? Because it could be. And finally, are your financial commitments a trap? So when it comes to what have you tried, Similar to the friend of mine who wants the Duramine, she wants the perfect body tomorrow. She wants the healthy, fit body tomorrow. And some of us, some of you potentially want that dream career to show up tomorrow. But I really want to put in the space, I know that I share a lot through my own lived experience. I've desired to be an entrepreneur since I was 21. I had my own personal training business and I had mentors that I worked I worked in their gyms and rented their space to run my own business. But I have constantly been in the practice of, getting clients, marketing on social media, asking for money, asking to get paid, doing coaching packages, all different kinds of things to build the energetic body that could hold the business that I have now. Now at 21, I had no idea that I was a life coach. I didn't even know what a fucking life coach was and is. I didn't know what personal development was and is. Then at 25, and this is what I mean when I say, what do you love? At 25, I got into personal development for myself. I didn't do it for profit. 
I meet so many people now that are like, I'm going to enter the coaching industry because there is an uncapped ceiling over your head with infinite earning potential. Fuck yes, do it. Yeah, amazing. But doing it just for the income, I don't know if that's really the right energetic underneath it because I got, for me personally, I got into this industry at 25 never to teach it, never to give it to someone else. I didn't give a fuck about you guys. I didn't give a shit about helping you. I was so in my own pain, so in my own shame that all I desired was to support myself through the disordered, through my disordered eating and herpes journey. I was so desperate. I didn't give a fuck about helping anyone else. I just wanted to help me. So at 25, and people ask me where my journey started, even though I don't endorse these workshops, I started in Landmark. I walked through the front door of Landmark and as I've shared with you all in the past, I entered a world where behind closed doors, humans were just their fucking selves and I found that so liberating and so empowering and so alluring that I became addicted. And so I did more workshops and more courses. People ask me what I'm passionate about. I love seeing humans, specifically women, in their full self-expression. I love humans dancing. I love seeing women feel confident to express the truth of who they are. I love seeing humans, but specifically women, learn to love the parts of themselves they once hated. I love seeing humans stand up and feel like there's something about them that they're about to share with the world that holds so much energy and heaviness within them. And then they say it and they're met with such loving, accepting eyes. And then you see their whole body relax as they realize acceptance is possible and they're not going to be rejected from society and they're still chosen. They actually get to choose themselves in the face of this deep pain and shame and transmute it into this empowering energy where they can actually feel from within that they can do absolutely fucking anything with their lives. That liberates and excites the fuck out of me. The woman in her fullest self-expression committed to living her unique life path just turns me on and gets me so excited. This is the energy that I literally infuse into my entire business. I love it. My business actually has nothing to do with herpes, nothing to do with disordered eating, nothing to do with entrepreneurship and everything to do with the lit up turned on woman. That's what I fucking love. And that's what I love about personal development. When I got into these rooms, I was like, whoa, look at this space where all of these humans pretend to be something out in the world and then behind closed doors where there's safety and no one's ever going to know what these people are saying, look at what they're really like. Oh my God. And because I was going through so much deep shame and intense judgment of myself, I was like, whoa, everyone else is just like me. They judge themselves just as much as I do. These people look, I'm doing air quotes right now, successful. And they have everything that I thought that I would want. And they still feel that way about themselves. That to me was this epiphany moment of, oh my God, I have to do this. I was 25 and I was like, I have got to continue to do this because I don't want to get to 45, 50, 55, 60 and still feel that way about myself. But having spent my life working towards achieving something that I think will bring me the internal acceptance that I deeply yearn for, oh my God, that to me was like, whoa, that's how I found and fell in love with personal development. So then I'm 25 and I continue to do personal development because my question number two for you was, what do you love? So write a fucking list of all the shit you love without high intention, low attachment, release attachment to needing to make money from what it is that you love. I never did personal development and thought, I can't wait to teach this to women so I can monetize it. I was like, fuck no, I love doing it. It feels like something that I would do in my spare time. It was something that I did in my spare time. I would invest my money to be able to do it. So I spent all my money on personal development. It made me feel better about myself. It was basically my passion project that I was doing uniquely for me. 
And at the same time, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. At the same time, I always had a dream of an activewear. So I was committed to trying to do the thing that I thought I wanted to do. And at the time, I thought I was really attached to activewear being the thing. Whilst I was still working on the thing that I love doing just for me, which is why, yes, have a vision and continue to do the things that you love and release attachment to the timeline of how it's meant to unfold. 21, I was a personal trainer. 25, I tried to do my active wear for the first time. 27, I tried again. 28, I tried again. 30, I ended up with a factory in China. And I was still doing personal development because I fucking loved it. I also knew that I had seen Gary Vee online say that every successful entrepreneur has a coach. And I was like, fuck, I want to be a successful entrepreneur. All successful entrepreneurs have coaches so they can see their blind spots. I don't even fucking know what that means, but I'm going to stay doing this because it's good for me. I want to be a successful entrepreneur and it's making me love myself more. So like I'm totally winning in all areas. So just to stop and pause this for one moment and see what you're getting from this, I didn't start my coaching business until a month before I turned 32. I'm 35 now. So from 25 to almost 32, seven years, I did what I love without any intention of turning that into my purpose, my career. So what are you hearing right now for you? Because some of you ladies are like, I need an answer tomorrow, but that's a long fucking journey. No wonder my coaching business is successful. A lot of my friends that are life coaches think that my business blew up overnight. Fucking no, it did not. 21, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Three times I tried to start my active wear. From 25, I've been investing in personal development. And a month before I turned 32, I start my business and it kicked off in one month. That's not fucking one month success. That's success from age 21 of hardship and struggle to get myself to that one month when I opened my coaching business to be able to kick off and start to fly. But have you done that? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that? What is the ETA that you are putting on yourself? Because if you want overnight success, if you want your dream career to land in your lap tomorrow, you're probably never, ever going to find it. How much resilience do you have? How dedicated are you to your mission? What is your mission? Are you a no matter what to that? For me, it's fulfillment, feeling lit the fuck up and turn the fuck on from the inside out. At one stage, I thought personal training would do that. At one stage, personal training did do that for me. I loved it. I was incredibly good at it. I have an activating energy. Women would come to me. I didn't realize they were coming to me for the coaching, but they would come to me for personal training and they would leave feeling on top of the fucking world, feeling like they could do and achieve and break through and break free from anything. And I was like, fuck, I'm such a good personal trainer. It's not about being a good personal trainer. I had an activating energy that from me would transmute into others until I realized through my personal training that I was selling myself short and I was worth so much more than that. Then I wanted the active wear and the active wear I was so dedicated to. I ran out of money three times. I worked three jobs. I went back to personal training at 30 and 31. I was so embarrassed. I was working for a company called Speedfit, earning $27 an hour. I was horribly embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, at fucking 21, I was earning a hundred bucks an hour. I'm 31 earning $27.65 an hour. You have got to be fucking kidding me. I would work those three jobs at one of the venues that I worked with that I promised the owner that I would do their books if she let me personal train clients for cash during the day in her gym. So I was receiving cash money from personal training, five people on the side. Then at nighttime, I would go back to my parents' garage, which had the stock for my active wear, and I would pack orders. Three jobs. 
plus personal training a few clients on the side for cash and going home at night to my parents' garage to pack fucking crop tops to ship the next day. That was two years of my whole life. I'm like, oh my God, I worked so fucking hard. I knew that scrolling seek all day long, seeing all these jobs that I knew were not for me, I knew that I would never find my fulfillment on a job website. So I knew I had to create that for myself. I had no idea what it would look like, but I was committed to the vision and I was determined no matter what. The workshops that I just did with Press and Smiles and Alexi Panos, when I did them in 2017, I had already tried to get my active wear off the ground twice. I was working for a devil boss in this corporate career and I just knew that it was killing my soul. And I still knew I had this dream of an active wear that I just could not die without me having given that the final shot, seeing it through from beginning all the way through to end. I'd never actually launched a product yet. I cannot die not having done this. I need to feel complete. I need to launch this active wear. And I finished Press and Smiles and Lexi Panos's workshop. I literally handed in my resignation the next day and I made a commitment lying in the sand like the herpes virus. I ain't give a fuck if the rest of the world doesn't choose me with this. I am not willing to live in the shame and the pain of this anymore. I'm fucking choosing me. The same with my active wear business. I walked out of that workshop and I was like lying in the fucking sand, Rebecca. You have got to, no matter what, find a way to bring this to fruition. You have got to launch a range. If you run out of money again, you fucking get 10 jobs if you need to. You do not sleep, but you figure out a fucking way to make a way. No going back to a corporate career, no playing it safe, no fucking nothing. We are done. We are seeing this through. I handed in my resignation. I quit the next day. I went to Bali. My psycho boss made me work two more weeks, even though she didn't talk to me the entire time. She came in and emotionally punished me by ignoring me for two weeks. And I got on a plane to Bali two weeks later to launch my range. Guess what? I ran out of fucking money again. Three times. Hadn't launched a product yet. What did I do? Because I knew I had made an internal commitment to myself. No matter fucking what. I will not give up on myself. I will not give up on this internal feeling. I will not give up on my fire. I will not sell myself out by going on seek and finding a job that I don't want to do just for the sake and the exchange of a fortnightly pay. I'm not fucking doing that. I got on my hands and knees on the fucking beach and I prayed to fucking God. I had no money, not any, none. And I got an email the next day from a surprise investor that knew me from my local cafe that wanted to inject $60,000 into my company. And we went business partners. And I launched a range and I ended up with a factory in fucking China. And I can die feeling so fulfilled and complete that I launched my activewear. And my activewear wasn't the thing. Even though from when I first stepped into the gym at 19, I said to myself, I'm going to have my own activewear one day. And guess what? I fucking did have my own activewear. And guess what? It wasn't the thing. But guess what it was? It was the stepping stone that was so needed to get me to the coaching business. High intention, low attachment. If I was fully attached to the coaching business, being the business, I'd totally fuck myself because I wouldn't leave space for magic to happen. I needed the active wear to happen. I needed to try the active wear three times. I needed the lawsuit with the business partner. I needed the three months after I closed my business, not knowing what the fuck I was doing with my life, to occur to create space. Some of you are not willing to remove what is not meant for you to create the space for what's meant to land. You have not done the work to create energetically within you the space for your ideas to drop. Three months after I closed my active wear, I was like, what the absolute fuck am I going to do with my life? Again, I'm on fucking seek scrolling and I'm like, none of those jobs are for me. And then guess what happened? 
the pandemic fucking hit. And I had three jobs at the time, personal training plus my cash clients during the day. And now non-essentials is closed and I can't even scroll seek anymore because there were no jobs to do. The universe ripped the fucking rug from me and handed me my coaching business. And on April 14th, 2020, I signed my first client and my business has flown ever since. But do you know why? I can tell you why. Because from the age of 25, I have been doing the energetic work to create space in my body for ideas to magnetize and land. I'm not filled with crap. I couldn't have this land as I'm doing a corporate job that I hate. I committed to doing what I love no matter what. No matter what my finances look like, no matter if I put everything on hardship, I always found a way to invest in myself and invest in the things that I love, like coaching, like workshops, like mentorships, always. And I did it for the love of it, never because I thought that I would ever monetize it. But for me, when it comes to investing in the self, your return on investment is infinite. When you invest in yourself, the infinite investment that you get to receive from injecting into you, oh my God, better than any college degree that I believe that you could ever go and get. Also, God rewards courage, bravery, determination. You can't fail unless you quit. From 21, I've had so many hard knocks, so many setbacks, so many times where I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? So many humbling moments where I was literally embarrassed to go and do some of the jobs that I did, but I fucking needed them. And this is the thing with the final question I ask you, are your financial commitments a trap? I'm going to give you an example. I have two clients I'm working with right now. Both of them desire to bring a career into fruition. Both of them have a mortgage. Now, when one of them talks about her mortgage, it's positively geared. She's super proud of it. She has tenants in it and it's easeful for her. She's like, no, I'm so fucking proud of my house. It's not a stress. It's actually an advantage to me. I've got the tenants in it. It's easy for me to manage. That sounds to me like a really empowered decision. I have another client and she's like, I fucking hate my house. It feels like a noose around my neck. Coaches should never be telling you what to do because we end up steering your ship. You are driving your car. You are steering your ship. We're here to reflect and you get to choose what you want to do with that reflection. When a client says, I'm so empowered, I love my home, I've got the tenants in it, it's easy to manage, it's positively geared, it's something that I did at age 21 and now I'm 35 and I just feel like, fuck yes, I really set myself up. That to me sounds fucking awesome. When someone turns around and is like, my mortgage is a noose around my neck, I reflect that back and say, what do you want to do with that information? So when you're thinking about specifically for this woman that asked me that question, how do I do something that I love? How do I create a career for myself and pay my mortgage? Well, I guess my question for you is, is your mortgage a noose around your neck? And if it is, why do you have it? Are your financial commitments a trap? Because if you have to pay your mortgage every fortnight, but that mortgage isn't bringing you financial freedom. It isn't creating spaciousness. It's feeling like something that is suffocating. Is it really fucking necessary? Who told you to get a mortgage? I don't have a fucking mortgage. I don't have any belongings. I don't even know where my car is right now. I think it's in Jeep trying to get serviced. I have nothing except a full commitment to living a life that lights me the fuck up on the inside. And when I think about going and getting a house and a mortgage, it feels like a trap. It feels like a cage. I do not want to be a cage woman. So my question to you is, what the fuck do you want? What do you want for your life? What are you here for? Are you here for a mortgage because your parents told you or society told you? Are you willing to work three jobs that you don't like whilst you're trying shit to figure out what you do like so you can eventually have the career of your dreams? 
I was fucking dead broke when the pandemic hit. I was in a hundred and almost twenty thousand dollars of debt. My legal bill to my legal team to fucking fight my psycho business partner that gave us the sixty grand. I didn't have any money to pay any of that shit. The past year, I've been to America twice. I've moved to Bali. I've married my friends a year ago in Greece, traveled Europe for a month, laptop free. I went to America. I've traveled the East Coast of Australia. I ran events in the East Coast of Australia for the first time ever. I've supported Preston and Alexi's workshops three times now. I launched a retreat in Bali that sold out in 10 days. My life is so incredibly different to what it was when I was 31. I'm 35 now. And I've worked for this since I was 21 years of age. Are you willing to fucking work for it? Do you have a relationship with healthy discipline? Do you really want it? What is important to you? What is important to me that I feel lit the fuck up and turn the fuck on by everything that I do? The man that I'm with, the friends that I spend time with, the clients that I enroll, the programs that I launch, the vision that I'm creating for my life. Lit the fuck up and turn the fuck on. Activating, living from my internal fire of passion and purpose and just being the fullest expression of me. That is what is important to me. I don't give a fuck what it looks like. I need it to feel like that. And I will work for it. Yeah, the other night, Friday night, Mr. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came around before he left for his world championship. We had the best sex of my whole entire life. And it just reminded me why I left the safety of that relationship because the safety of that relationship did not provide me with the intimacy that my wild woman yearns for. We had four hours of sex where every single second of it felt like I was on the brink of climax. Not one moment of it did not feel pleasurable. That's what I desire for every single fucking area of my whole entire life, which means that I will live committed to that no matter how fucking long it takes. I will leave all the safety. I will leave all the certainty. I will go through all of the challenge. I will build all of the resilience. I will flex my muscle of self-trust because no matter what, that is what I am a commitment to. So my question for you is, what the fuck is it that you are a commitment to? And if you want it easy, you should probably stay in your J-O-B. It's not going to be easy. It will be incredibly rewarding. If you have an ETA, if you have a time cap on your head, you've probably fucked yourself from the get-go. But if you're willing to live in commitment to your vision and you're a no matter what, life will provide. God will provide. I know without a shadow of a doubt, you can't fuck it up. You can't get it wrong. And you will meet parts of yourself that you never knew existed on this journey And it will be so enriching and so rewarding and so fucking confronting because the pursuing a life that lights you up from the inside out, this is deep shadow work because you have got to, in every moment, meet parts of yourself that you have never met before. You're going to meet all of your fears. You're going to meet all of your limiting beliefs. You're going to meet all of your limitations. You're going to meet all of your money wounds, all of your trauma, all of your relational wounds, all of your wounds around receiving and asking every single fucking thing that you have ever been through from a little girl up until now is going to fly to the surface. And I swear to God, all your fears around judgment and rejection, every fucking thing that every normal human being goes through, as you walk this path, it's all going to rise. And how fucking rewarding is that to see who you become in your quest, in your mission to living a life that sets you on fucking fire from the inside out. Oh my God. So I hope that that opened something within you to pursue this life that you say that you're here for. 
What is the energy that you desire it to be like? What is the essence that you want to live from? What really excites you? What is the vision? What is the feeling? Lift the fuck up. Turn the fuck on. When I die, I just would love people to be like, she was the naughtiest grandma that made the most inappropriate jokes, but that woman lived committed to her fire. She was so passionate and she lived her life, lit the fuck up and turned the fuck on. And she was determined to make sure that everyone around that felt that too. That to me would be the ultimate eulogy. So if you're feeling a bit stuck right now in terms of what the fuck is it that I want for my life, what would you love people to say about you? When I was thinking about leaving Jake, I got on a call with one of my spiritual teachers, and I'm pretty sure I shared this story with you in the past, but I was so attached to the certainty of that relationship and the friendship attached to that relationship, and you all know the story. And she got me to paint my life because I was like, fuck leaving him. I don't even know what's on that other path. I have no idea. And she goes, okay, great. But you know what's on the path with Jake, right? And I was like, yeah, Jake has a high value for certainty, which is so interesting that we're in relationship together because I have a high value for variety. So the life path with Jake was so certain and so mapped out. And so she really got me to visualize that path and walk my life through that path, including getting engaged together, building a house on the beach that we said that we wanted, having babies together. I loved his face and I could see his little boy in his face. I'm imagining having sons with him and seeing his face in my sons and our wedding. And obviously I've shared in the past that I didn't align with his community. So envisioning those people at my wedding and all different kinds of things. I really mapped that path out and felt. And then I got to my deathbed and was basically speaking to myself about how proud I was or was not of the life that I lived. And so I sat there and I did that. And then the other path, the uncertain path where I left him and I (laughs) did whatever it was that would come after leaving him and everything that could open up and I felt like oh my god fire and passion and intimacy and a life that maybe was not in Perth and the partner that just lights me the fuck up and turns me the fuck on from the inside out and a community of people at my wedding that I just love every single one of those people and I painted that life and it was without shadow of a doubt even though the challenging path, the uncertain path was scary as absolute fuck. What was actually scarier was to pick the path of certainty and live a life unfulfilled. And so the question is for you, my love, what is it that you are going to choose and how dedicated are you to your own personal mission? My love, I hope that really landed for you. I would absolutely adore if you DM'd me any big ahas and or takeaways that you received from today. Fuck this conversation lit me on fire. Thank you for being here. And I cannot wait to be in your ears next week. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.